Welcome back to Tuesday Take, where we take a deeper look into this week's teaching. Well, good morning. Hello, Shane. How are you this morning? I'm good, man. What are you doing? I'm just hanging out podcasting, man. You over there drinking that tea? Yep. Aquaman. Is that your favorite superhero now? You don't... Not a Batman guy anymore? No. That's not true. <laughs> just, they don't have a Batman over there? They don't. Domo Nutrition? They don't. Well, church, we're going to start a petition to, to get Domo Nutrition to start a Batman tea hmm. for our pastor. It'd be kind of weird. It had to be like a ye- yellow and black, but black and yellow. Um but that would probably look gross. So I don't know. Would you drink it though? Would you get it? I'd try it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd try it one time. <laughs> if I didn't like it, I wouldn't get it. It makes sense. I would. I think that's the best thing to do. You got to just try something once. Yeah. Speaking of trying something, you're trying something different for Thanksgiving this year, aren't you? I am. I'm going to try my hand at smoking a turkey. So we'll see how that goes. Are you excited? I am excited. So the bad thing is, like, I'm super excited about doing it because I. I think it's going to turn out really good, but then if it doesn't turn out good, you get one shot, you know, that's all you get. So, and I don't want to. Just don't throw away your shot. I don't want to throw away my shot. So, so Andrew Hupenthal also is smoking a turkey, but he's already done like a test run, hasn't he? Yeah. So he kind of gave me some tips on what he did and how it turned out. So I think it turned out good. So, so you got your, you got your brine ready? Uh, it will be, I'm probably going to do it Tuesday night. So you get it, cause you got to do it over, you know, between 24 to 48 hours. So I'll probably do it Tuesday night, let it sit, and then I'll get up early Thursday morning. Man, how long does it take to smoke a turkey? I think anywhere from three to four and a half-ish oh, hours. See, I would have thought it would have been longer. No, I would too, but no, it's not like a brisket or anything like that, pulled pork. So I think it'll be, it'll be hopefully it'll be to, quick. You got to get to what, 165-ish? Yeah. 160 off the grill. I've watched the videos too. I've, yeah, I've yeah. watched the, I've watched yeah, my hands. It's about yeah, about you've yeah. you've piqued my interest into smoking meats. I'm not gonna lie. I, I would I would also hey look if if James has piqued your interest as a listener into smoking meat, shoot us a text and let us know. Let us know that I'm not alone. I think that <laughs> I think that people have listened and now they want to do this. Just, too. just hey, little preview. Um, I might be maybe creating another Instagram account. Come on, somebody. Where we just feature barbecue. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm sure I have like millions of followers. Yeah, but as long as we can be counted in there. <laughs> That's, you know? right. That's right. <laughs> well, man, jumping into some questions from this week. Um, you see in this passage that Jesus is a friend of sinners. You see in John 1 that he came full of grace and full of truth. I think when we run into passages like this for us as believers, how do we balance loving people in their sin but also leading them to correction. So I think that's the big, even coming out of this, the big, uh, I don't know, not dilemma or maybe dilemma that we have or kind of that we think through in our minds of like, okay, well, how do we, how does this practically work? And, um, you know, because I think all of us tend to, just because it's easier, tend to side on on one or the other, grace or truth. We tend to be, you know, it's easier just to stand for truth, uh, maybe neglect grace sometimes, and then it's easier maybe for other people to say, well, I just always want to be gracious all the time and never really stand for truth and what sin is. And so I think there's that that difficult line. But, I mean, I think you see it exemplified in Jesus perfectly. I mean, he never, he was completely gracious, but he never uh, forsook truth in uh, standing for truth. And so I think, I think that's a good um, reminder for us. And I think something that we need to be conscious of in this, of, of that we have to strike that balance 
Um, and maybe, and what it seems to be is, is again, what we already said, I think you tend to side on one side or the other. Um, but for, for us, I think there has to be this constant fight of we have to, we have, it's, it's about both. Um, we speak the truth of what God has said in his word. Um, but we understand that you and I are, we were in need of grace too. And so, you know, I don't know what it is. There seems to be this tendency for us when we're saved or maybe for a long length of time after we've been saved, there tends to be this thing that we forget that we were all of these other people, like the sinner, like that, that was us. We needed grace and God, there was nothing we did to warrant God's grace toward us. So I, I don't know what it is. I think all of us, maybe not all of us, but there, I don't know. It just seems to be this struggle of forgetting that truth. And so sometimes we can become more critical and judgmental, um, forgetting that you and I were in the same boat. Yeah. We were that were these other people once were. Um, and so I think it's something that we have to constantly strike this balance of as the church, you know, as we seek to reach people, um, is that we are to be a church that is known for truth and known for grace. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the things that we do sometimes is just to just to be real and honest as, as believers. I think we go into it with I'm going to have this balanced. It's going to be easy. But we also then turn and find people who may struggle with the same sin that we did or before our conversion that we see. But we stay away from people that aren't really like us. Why do you think we do that? I think it's easier that way, and I think we naturally we gravitate toward people that are similar to us. And because we do that, um, I, you know, I think we tend to distance ourselves from things that are different than us, people that think different than us, people that may have lifestyles different than us, people that have sin, maybe that we would say, well, my sin doesn't flesh out like that. And so we tend to distance ourselves, and and really I think sometimes in distancing ourselves from people, sometimes we can dehumanize people, and we can speak toward just this generality of of people and not realize, you know, I think one of the, I heard this quote one time, that it's hard to hate up close. And and I think this is one of the things you see practically in Jesus is that the Pharisees, and, and this I think is just a good good model for us, is that the Pharisees were judgmental, overly critical. I mean, we understand this, like, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, Jesus knows that these people are sinners, but notice how Jesus is willing to go close, is willing to eat with them, is willing to actually be around them, you know, and the Pharisees won't even get near them, you know, and I think we need to be careful of that is, and maybe this is one of the practical ways that we can be about grace and truth. We, We proclaim truth, but we have to be willing to be in people's lives and be willing to come in close to people, you know, and eat with people and, you know, people that are different, have different thoughts than us. Because I think there's just, and it goes on all sides, and especially, I mean, you see it politically, just in the climate we're in, but it seems like so many people are just so, um, if you don't think like me, if you don't agree with me, then I will have absolutely nothing to do with you. And that's every side, you know what I mean? And that, I don't think that's the way that we as Christians should be of like, if you think different than me, then I'm not, I'm not going to be, I'm not even going to give you the time and day. Well, that then that's not going to be, I mean, it's going to be hard to reach people that way. Yeah, absolutely. You, know? <clears throat> you said this quote last week and then you used it again this week. Simpleness is not just about action. Simpleness is about the disposition of our hearts. 
Why is it so important that this quote move beyond head knowledge for us as believers? Well, I think it's good for us to be reminded of, you know, that we sin because we are sinners, like at the depths of our heart. And I think that goes into two different things. One, I think that goes into be reminded of, especially when we look at sinners, um, is that we have this tendency to make assumptions based on their external sin, like, you know, based on their actions. And so we tend to give grace to people that struggle with the same sin as us, but we tend to be overly critical of people that have different sins than us, typically. But it's like to be reminded of both of us obviously need grace. We both need Jesus, and both things are coming from a sinful heart. It may flesh out differently, but I think we focus so much on the actions that we miss the heart. Uh, we, we talked about this. I think Chad mentioned it last night in our home group, which I thought was super, super good. And this goes on the flip side of, like, as we reach people, of, like, the goal um, and I love what he said last night. It's like the goal in reaching people is, like, our goal is not to change their behavior. Our goal is for them to be in a relationship with Jesus. And those are two different things. But, again, whether it's judging people that are sinful or reaching people, many times we make it all about behavior, just behavior modification. We just want people to act better. And so I think at some level, some people are like, I don't really care if they love Jesus. I just want their behavior to be better. Um, and and to remember, like, we're not in the business of changing people's behavior. We're in the business of bringing people to Jesus, and Jesus does that work. That's not our job to, to change people's behavior. And so I think that's kind of a shift in thinking that I think we need to under. It's like when we are meeting with, eating with, seeking to reach people with the gospel of, like, our goal is not just to make them better, like change their behavior, behavior for modification. That's not what Jesus does. Jesus changes hearts. And because of hearts are changed, our nature's changed, it then will influence actions. Yeah. But I think we go at it, I don't know, that, that was kind of my, oh, I really wanted to dig into that point last weekend, this week is like, I think if we just think of it just as behaviors, then we're going to be skewed in what, like, we're going to view other people's sins different than I if we just view it based on behavior. But it's it's a heart problem. Same thing with, as we reach people with the gospel, what they need is their heart change, not their behavior to be changed, yeah. you know, and and it's not my job to change people's behavior. It's my job to point them to Jesus and so that they know Jesus. So seeing all of this, what are some practical ways that we can be about loving people and demonstrating what Christ has done in our lives? So I think one is that we need to remember these truths. So, you know, what was the last one is to never get over the fact that Jesus saved a sinner like us. So I think, I think we can't. I think it's like a constant. Of course, we we've said this before. We want to preach the gospel to ourselves every day. So I think that's one of the practical things we do, is like to not forget these truths um, of where we came from, of what God saved us from, um, that you and I were both separated from God. You know. So I think I think that's one thing practically of like we need to remember that. I think another thing is um, is not distance ourselves from people. You know. Um, is to be willing to have relationships with, to eat with, um, have conversations with, um, to have dialogue with people that are different than us, people that don't know Jesus, people that maybe we wouldn't agree with their lifestyles, people that maybe think differently than us, um, and, and and to engage people, you know, in that. And so I think just practically, like, I mean, I think Jesus gives us a good model, um, you know, Eating with people, you know, you, I mean, you you tend to eat eat with people you like. I mean, I, I yeah. think usually, 
Um, but it's like coming to the table with people maybe that are different, you know, and, um, and I think also like, obviously about this practically, we talked about it on our home group too last night of like not making, not making people projects. And so like, Oh, I'm just a project and I just need to fix them. You know? And that's, again, that goes back to the, like people aren't a project that we're working on to fix them. You know? I mean, I don't think anybody wants to be labeled as a project. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, man, treat them as, as a human being created in the image of God and pray for them, seek for ways to love them and serve them, to share the gospel with them, to share your story with them of what Christ has done in your life. But, um, you know, so I think so I think those are some practical. I mean, obviously, there, I think there could be some other practical things too, but just um, right off the top of the noggin, um, you know, some quick things. Man, uh, fantastic thoughts. Uh, now moving into the last portion of the podcast, the Know Your Pastor portion. Thanksgiving is this week. Um, you've already said you're going to smoke a bird, so that's going to be fun. But for James Oliver, what is your go-to Thanksgiving side? Uh, dressing. With or without... With homemade cranberry sauce. Ooh, homemade. Do you make it? My mom does. I'm sure it's fantastic. I don't know when. She, uh, anyway, I I'll say this. I mean, I I love dressing. Um, that's definitely my. I could just do like just just a huge big I plate could, of. Dressing. I also could do. I really could. Yeah. And so dressing's my favorite. Um, but I almost if I don't have cranberry sauce. Even if it's like the store bought in a little can, the gel stuff. I mean, that or homemade's better, but like I have to have something. If I don't, I'm not saying I'm not gonna eat it, <laughs> but it's gonna be hard for me to eat it because I I don't know. It's just in my mind, it's I, like I want the sweet in there. Um, and if I, I I probably would eat it, I just wouldn't eat as much. You wouldn't eat as much. I would not. So, but your mom also does Captain Rodney's dip too, doesn't she? Yeah, uh, yeah, she yeah she does that. I don't know if she does it for Thanksgiving. I think she made it. We we got together a few whenever I. It's got pepper jelly on it. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Yeah, uh I have to have I have to have cranberry sauce for sure, or so wh- she, whatever it is. Do you think it's because she makes it so well, or do you think it's because of the love that she puts into it? Uh, maybe both. I think I think it's more the love. Shout out, Miss Suzette. <laughs> <laughs> I just I say that just because last but it's, week. Yeah. She commented. I don't know if you saw it on Instagram. She commented and said, "Latin food's the best coffee in the world." Oh so yeah, I was super, super pumped about that. What about you? What's your go-to side? Man, I really think thanks uh, Thanksgiving-wise, it's got to be dressing. I think any other time, um, it's like a sweet potato casserole. Okay, like Christmas time, I like sweet potato casserole. I may like, try my hand at. I saw a recipe. I think it was how to barbecue right. Malcolm Reed does a smoked sweet potato casserole and cast that iron would be skillet. Very good. And it and he actually like prefaces by saying that you could either eat it as a side or a dessert i think that would so i was on top of it so i was like man that sounds like i was thinking like when he i watched the video and you definitely could put some ice cream on it and it would be good (laughs) so i may try my hand at that this year too as well we'll see i definitely i'm I'm a i'm a dressing guy and so i mean and and again yeah cranberry sauce gotta have it um if not it it it's weird. Uh, I know some people who make theirs a little drier, make theirs a little, little more moist. I don't. I don't. I don't want it soupy though. No, I'll, 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 like say, I'll soupy. say that. I don't like it soupy. I don't like it. 
you know, I, I, want, want, I don't want, want it dry. dry. Right. But jinx. Yeah. I don't want it dry, but I do. I don't want a soup. And so true that it's got to be perfect. It's got to be, it's got to be first. Why I trust my mother. And so, uh, well, man, um, let us know how your Turkey turns out, you know, put it on, put it on Instagram and we will love to see it. Depending on which Instagram you, you may have to plug your other Instagram. If nah, you got it, ready probably not this, this time. <laughs> it's not ready yet. So, well, man, we're excited, um, for Thanksgiving. I know that um, you said it even uh, Sunday that this Thanksgiving may be a little different, um, but still, you know, spend time with the people that you love um, and, and be safe. Everything that goes with that, this is a different Thanksgiving. But, um, man, thanks for sitting down and answering some questions. And thank you again for listening to another episode of Tuesday Take.